0: Today's program is being sponsored in part by MyPillow. You guys, I love this company. And right now, they are having a mattress sale. Listen, I have a MyPillow mattress and I love it. And right now, their complete mattress system is on sale for 50% off when you use the promo code HEIDI. Uh, the mattresses come in coil and foam in a wide range of sizes from twin to split king. And they carry a 10-year warranty with a six-month money-back guarantee. Call 1-800-447-0541 or... Or visit mypillow.com and just use the promo code Heidi to save 50% at checkout off the complete mattress sleep system. This deal's not gonna last long. Enter promo code Heidi to save 50% today. Well, Tuesday's elections were disastrous for the most part, for conservatives, that is. And this has given fresh ammunition to the Democrats who are seeking to further enshrine sexual rights and abortion up through birth into our national landscape. If you need a little shot in the arm today of encouragement, well, that's what I'm here to give you. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, so many things that I want to talk about that have very nothing to do, really, with the elections, but it's a good place to start because that's what's happening in the culture right now. So I do want to address it. Uh, Of course, you know, I know a lot of you guys, like me, were watching what was happening on Tuesday night, particularly as it relates to abortion. The national discussion, of course, in a post-Roe world is, what are we going to do at the state's level? I've said before, and I continue to believe this, this is up to the states now to make the case that abortion is not only uh, murderous, But it should be unthinkable. And unfortunately, that debate was lost in the state of Ohio on Tuesday night as abortion has now been enshrined into the Constitution in the state of Ohio. Pro-life advocates say that the measure will effectively make abortion legal at any point in pregnancy. The initiative brought millions in spending, with more than $18 million being spent in favor of the pro-abortion initiative and only $7 million being spent in opposition since August 9th, according to NBC News. This was a quote from the uh, Protect Women Ohio off of Twitter. They said, our hearts are broken tonight because not only because we lost an election, but because Ohio families, women and children will bear the brunt of this vote. When Michigan voters passed a similar amendment last year, they were sold the lie that parental rights would be unaffected, that late-term abortion would remain illegal, and that women's health and safety standards would not be touched. But just last week, the Michigan legislature voted to repeal penalties for partial birth abortions, to eliminate health and safety protections at abortion facilities, and the so-called parent consent laws are now unconstitutional. They even vowed to come for informed consent laws and 24-hour waiting periods next. We know some barbaric attacks on parents and children are now coming home to Ohio, they said in a statement posted to X. Listen, the Bible is so clear on this. And the fact that we're having these discussions in our churches and that we have not been clear enough in the culture to win this, this argument and can't get voter turnout is something that's really discouraging to me as someone who's been speaking up on behalf of the pro-life movement for my entire adult life. And uh, I said on my Instagram account, which I'll get to in a second, I said on my Instagram account on Tuesday night that to me, this nation Is going to face serious spiritual repercussions because of our murder of the unborn in this country. The Bible teaches us that God knows us before we're born. He says that we've been knit together in our mother's womb. We are precious to God from the moment of fertilization until the moment of natural death. Our times are in His hands. And for anyone to take that away and out of the hands of God, Bible calls this murder. This is an egregious sin before the Lord, and it it makes me really sad. I saw an ad come out from Governor Youngkin in Ohio, which, by the way, across the board, the elections were a smackdown to conservatives, and I think you're going to see, and I, unfortunately, I think we're going to see that President Trump's endorsement does not carry the weight that it once did but at the end of the day we've got to get the messaging right on this and two things that I took away from it one turnout is key the turnout was abysmal you guys you can't you can't win a war that we that we won't show up to fight so the turnout is absolutely key and it's very clear as the numbers are starting to come in that democrats are outspending conservatives by quite a lot they're out raising them and then they're outspending them and the money which is coming in from these radical leftist organizations and dominating the news, people say to me, I wish politics wasn't about money. Well, unfortunately, the money piece of it is really, really important. Forget the fact that, that uh, I think anyway, that the consultant class, these people that, that charge all kinds of money to run congressional campaigns and even local campaigns, charging way too much money for their opinions to be thrown around. The real money needs to be spent in advertising. The real money needs to be spent in getting the message out to people and being able to turn the tide by presenting a case and being able to argue it in such a way that you win the discussion and motivate people to get out to the polls. This is a huge problem. We're continuing to have this problem. I was very disappointed when a friend of mine sent me Governor Youngkin's uh, anti-abortion ad and he basically rolled over on the pro-life movement. Anyone who's truly pro-life would have been sickened by what he said. And I'm a super fan, as a general rule, of, of uh, Governor Youngkin. But he said that he was in favor of a 15-week ban on abortion. So in other words, the lives of these little ones don't matter until they reach 15 weeks. Well, what, what made it not matter before that? either it matters or it doesn't matter either it's taking the in, taking an innocent life or it isn't taking an innocent life make up your mind also i think we got to turn around these talking points on the radical left in this country who want to make everything about sexual freedom and killing the youngest among us to say hey why are we why is this the dominating conversation when the national debt has exploded when our southern borders are open so many things going on in the country right now and the radical left and the Democrats in this country want to make sure that in the midst of all that, you have the right to kill your own baby. It's a, it's a sad time in the United States, but I've been saying for a long time, I think this is going to continue to be the case until God's people, either the Lord returns, or until we again begin to get back onto the, the, uh, the public square, get back out into the public square again and start talking about why we believe what we believe in a way that actually moves the needle. But when we stay home and we sit on our hands, we're not gonna win anything. And that that's all I have to say about the, the, uh, the elections for Tuesday night. We knew that we were gonna have some trouble going into it and boy, we really did. And again, you guys, we've got to get out the vote. And unless we do that, that's one thing the Democrats do really well. I mean, they they run circles around conservatives because they are motivated. Why? Because politics is a religion to the left. This religion of, uh, of making sure that everyone can do anything they want to at any time for any reason and throwing, completely throwing morality out the window because politics is religion to the people on the left. And we see this over and over again. A couple things that I wanted to touch on today. Uh, first of all, you guys, uh, good news. I'm going to be back out on the road. I've got one more speaking engagement. I will be speaking at God'speak Calvary Chapel in Thousand Oaks, California for their Christmas tea on December 1st. And so looking forward to seeing a bunch of you there. My theme for that particular event is shine. We're going to talk about what it looks like to shine in 2024. So no matter what comes at us, the Bible says, The greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. So I'm going to be encouraging the women for that Christmas tea at Godspeed Calvary Chapel on December 1st. We're really looking forward to seeing many of you again. Uh, You guys know that uh, this is one of my favorite churches in the United States, pastored by my friend, Pastor Rob McCoy, and I'm very excited to be down there. In February 17th, I want you guys to mark your calendars because I don't have a registration link up for this yet, but I just know as soon as we put it up, it's going to fill up. 17th and 18th of February, we're going to be hosting Phil Gunger here for Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. It's so important <laughs> I want I want you guys to be encouraged because for all of the things that are happening in the culture right now and there are a lot of them, God is still at work. I am seeing revival happening in families. I'm seeing revival happening in marriages. I'm starting to see a shift. We absolutely see it here in the Pacific Northwest, at least in the ministries that we are involved in of God answering the prayers to turn the hearts of fathers back to their children. There there is tremendous uh, pressure on the family right now from the culture, and we want to encourage you. We're going to be doing that by offering a series of conferences here in the Pacific Northwest at Friendly Planted Family. We're going to be doing marriage conferences. We're going to be doing some homemaking conferences for those of you who want to become more uh, involved and better equipped to be keepers at home. We're going to be teaching you a little bit how to do that and kind of encouraging you. But for right now, February 17th and 18th, laugh your way to a better marriage happening right here at Friendly Planet Family. We've got room for about 300 people at that event, and then it will be sold out after that. So I hope you guys will check that out. Really excited to see what the Lord does this next year. I also want to say for those of you who are discouraged, the Bible has a lot to say about where we should put our hope. We know that because Proverbs tells us some might trust in horses and some might trust in chariots, but the children of God are not called to put our hope in anything other than Jesus. And if there's anything that we're learning uh, in the world right now is that our hope is not well placed in politics. It's not well placed in medicine. When we put our hope in human beings, we're often let down. But the Bible says very clearly that our hope is well placed when we put it in God. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Christians should be known for their hope, for the hope that we have in the Lord Jesus. I'm going to be starting off the new year with a bang, talking about exactly that. We're going to be studying the life of Esther for the month of January over at the Faith That Speaks Community. And Esther reminds us, and it's such a good reminder, that we were literally born for this time in human history. You guys were born for this. You were born for this battle, born for this time. I know it's frustrating. I know a lot of you are discouraged right now. But as we end, as we wrap up 2023 and we head into 2024, we don't know what the world's going to look like in 2024, but we know that God remains the same. We know that he's put us here for this time in history. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. And so I want us to be following the example of Jesus in the scripture and the apostle Paul and so many of the other men and women who have followed Jesus uh, as missionaries and people that Love the Lord and are serving the Lord in their communities. I told you guys a couple of days ago that I was, you know, I, I've, I was feeling discouraged because another um, pastor out of Kansas City has been accused of sexual abuse, and so of course, the, you know, we're we're going right back into that news cycle again, and yet. There are many, many more people in the ministry whose lives are never going to make the headlines, who are loving their husbands and wives as God told them to. There are so many people doing the work of the Lord right now, and they're not failing at it. It's just that the ones that are failing at it are the ones who always make the headlines, because after all, that's what makes the news. But I just want you guys to be encouraged. Like I was talking to my friend Steve and Jane on the phone a couple of mornings ago about all of the people that Jay and I know that aren't that their names are never going to make it into the news but they're doing the work of the ministry that God has given them they're loving their families well they're loving their communities well there's so many people involved in good work on behalf of the gospel around the United States so we may hear discouraging news and that might be the the thing that makes the cover of you know woke christianity today and other organizations and news outlets but i want you to be to be encouraged and continue to pray that the Lord would work in the hearts of the men and women that he has called to represent him in the ministry, whether that ministry is private or public. We want to be grounded in the Lord and to be leaning into his word. And so I want you guys to be encouraged about that today. I like to answer questions uh, on at Mailbox Monday, and there are so many questions in the queue right now that I thought it might be wise for me to answer a few of them uh, on the show, aside from Monday. And this one came in, and and I loved the question, so I wanted to read it to you guys today. And I hope that you'll take the opportunity to write into me as well. Misty from Central Hill, Florida wrote in and said, first of all, I enjoy you. I'm always happy to see you at the FPEA convention in Orlando. Boy, you guys know I love that convention uh, run by some incredible people. Also wonderful people who love the Lord and are doing the work of the ministry and uh, excelling at it. Wonderful, wonderful things happening there. She said, I'm following along in the study of Revelation and loving it. My question is, what about the dead, those that as believers have already died? Or if we as believers died before the rapture, where are we? I've always said I don't mind dying because I'm going to go to be with Jesus. Now I'm starting to wonder if that's not what the Word of God says. So here's the answer, the, the short answer to your question, and it's a really good question for those of you who are interested in, in studying the book of revelation with me you can hop on over to faith that speaks and sign up to do that we are working our way through the book of revelation a lot of people are afraid to study it the bible says there's a blessing to be found in studying the word and particularly studying the book of revelation so that's what we're doing but the the bottom line to your question is that when we die as believers so when we know jesus christ as our lord and savior and we pass away from this earth, we go immediately to heaven. That's what the Bible says. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so when I say heaven, I mean a place of uh, comfort, the place where God dwells. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 8, it says, Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from our body and be home with the Lord. So, of course, the bodies of believers are gonna remain on the earth, but the soul, that soul, is gonna go to be immediately with the lord jesus and we can believe that because the bible teaches it over and over and over again that we will go immediately to heaven now at the death of the believer we know that we are souls in heaven but our bodies remain so when we talk about the rapture this this our spirits will then be united again with a resurrected body a glorified body that is unaffected by the ravages of sin so the bible says no more sickness no more aging, no more disease, no more suffering, no more death. We know this because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, so it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable, meaning it's going to die. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness and raised in power. It is sown a natural body and raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Listen to verse 45. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. And the last man, Adam, Jesus, became a life-giving being, a living being, the life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that it is first, but the natural and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. So we know that God's going to raise us again. Those bodies are going to be reunited, but they're going to be different. They won't be like this. Aren't you guys glad? I, for one, am very glad. I saw a meme come through my Instagram account, which, by the way, has been massively, massively locked down. They sent me a notice the other day, said that my account will no longer be shown to people who don't automatically follow me. And so this is what they did to my account years and years ago on Facebook. So though I have, you know, 400,000 people that follow me on Facebook, and almost 100,000 that follow me on Instagram, I have now been notified that people who don't follow that account won't see it. And my hunch is, if you guys are already following me there, you're probably not seeing what I'm posting either. Because this is absolutely a sign of the times that we're living in this, this assault against free speech in the country, this assault against truth. And I saw a meme come through there the other day, and it said, it showed a picture of Captain Kangaroo. Some of you guys are old enough to remember Captain Kangaroo. I certainly do. And the picture said, if you're old enough to know who this is, your joints hurt in the morning. And I thought, yeah, you right. my joints hurt in the morning. I'd be really glad to get a resurrected body. I'd be really glad when, uh, when I get to go to heaven and when, at the end of this age, I'm going to get a new body. At the close of Jesus' millennial reign, heaven, as it passes away, and God unveils a new Jerusalem, which will be our eternal home, according to Revelation 21. Our present mortal bodies are not fit for eternity. They've been corrupted by sin. But according to the Bible, our new bodies will never become ill. Our joints will never hurt in the morning. They'll never grow old and never die. According to the Bible, we will live gloriously with God in perfect bodies throughout the endless ages of eternity. And this is why the Apostle Paul said, O oh death, where is your victory? Where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin sin. Is, in, is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's 1 Corinthians 15:55 through 57. So to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And one day, the Bible says the dead in Christ will rise first. I mean, read uh, 2 Thessalonians again. If you haven't read that in a little while, boy, there's some encouragement for you. We know as believers that we are sealed until uh, until the Lord comes back, nothing can snatch you away from the hand of God. Once you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, nothing can take you out of his hand. I know that some people believe that we can lose our salvation, but honestly, you guys, we believe we can lose our salvation, which I don't think is a uh, you can you can't make a very good case for it in Scripture and also you're just giving uh, power to Satan who says, you know, I'm going to snatch that one out of God's hand and God said, oh, I guess you know, I guess you can do that. No, I don't think so. I think that we are sealed forever, for eternity, once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's the hope that we have. Our hope isn't here on this earth. Some might trust in horses and some might trust in chariots. Some might trust in homeschooling. Some might trust in politics, but we don't. We trust in the name of the Lord. That's what I'm teaching my children and my grandchildren. We are trusting in the name of the Lord. One more thing I want to say about. Uh, about this and about what happens to us when we die. Remember when Jesus was suffering on the cross? He had condemned prisoners on either side of him. One can one condemned prisoner sought forgiveness, and the Lord Jesus' response to that repentant thief's request refutes the doctrine of soul sleep and the belief in purgatory. Listen to what he said. One of the criminals, this is uh, out of Luke 23, One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say today, you will be with me. In paradise, Jesus did not say after determined time of misery and suffering, he did not say uh, after an extended period of unconscious stupor, you're going to regain sentience again and be with me in paradise. According to the promise of Jesus, the repentant thief would join his Savior in paradise that very day. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 6. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord for we walk by faith and not by sight. But we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from our body and at home with the Lord. So again, here the Apostle Paul is saying that to be away from the body is to be ceasing in consciousness until the resurrection. He did not say to be out of the body was to be home at purgatory. We're not going to be going into soul sleep. We will be, if we know Jesus at the time of our death, immediately in the presence of the Lord. Hope you guys are encouraged by that today. If you'd like to join me at the Faith That Speaks community, we're working our way through the book of Revelation. And starting in January, we're going to have a brand new series for you. It's a great time to study the Word of God. Also a really great time to pick up my brand new 360 day devotional for mothers it is appropriately called momstrong 365 you can find that anywhere that books are sold and it makes a great Christmas gift I hope you guys are encouraged today maybe turn off the news a little bit when I got that you know smack down on Instagram uh, the other day and then uh, the Ohio voters decided to enshrine abortion into their Constitution my heart was heavy it, it really was I mean I, I took a hit and I I ended up uh, just kind of going home feeling really sad and honestly just on the verge of tears. I don't know how you guys feel, but I often feel uh, sad. I'm just sad. I'm sad by the the way that the the world is going. I'm sad that parents are taking kids to a drag queen story hour. I'm sad that we're having to talk about uh, defending Israel against terrorism. It's so sad because the spirit of the world is absolutely, the spirit of the age, Satan is absolutely at work in the world around us. And we can see it everywhere we look. And sometimes, you guys, it does get overwhelming. Sometimes I just want to lay down my sword and cry for a little while. And that's exactly what I did on Tuesday night. I went home and I took a long, 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 long shower (laughs) and I worked it out with the Lord. And it's okay to do that. We got to come back to a place where we know that God is in control, that he loves you, that his heart toward you is always ever only good, and that one day those of us who know him will be in heaven with him for all of eternity. You guys, God's timeline is working itself out, and one day he's going to return and set things right. In the meantime, we're called to live lives that please him. We're called to be bold and courageous. That is what God would have us do. And that is what we aim to do as we walk this life out with the Lord. You guys, be encouraged today. Get in the Bible with your kids. Uh, It's the most important thing you're going to do today is just talk to the Lord and show your children what it means to walk this life out in faithful obedience to the Savior. If you guys have a question that you'd like to give to me, the way to do that is to go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. I love to hear from you. And if you have any questions about what's coming up for me next year, uh, that schedule is up online right now, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. I'm going to be hosting my own women's conference too. If you're looking for an awesome way to get into the Bible. The Faith That Speaks Conference will be held March 1st and 2nd right here in Vancouver, Washington at Firmly Planted Family in our brand new auditorium. Very excited to host that. So mark it on your calendars. And pretty quick here, we're going to have registration links available for you to sign up. Have a great day, everybody. Be encouraged in the Lord. Get off the bench and onto the battlefield. And I'll see you right back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.